this episode of 92i Talks, the Poland family, including sisters Tracy, Lori, Dana, and Mother Corky, discuss their highly acclaimed new book, Mostly Plants. They sit down with Tracy's husband, Michael J. Fox, and actress-comedian Ellie Wentworth to share family stories and how to create a mostly vegetarian diet the whole family will love. The conversation was recorded on April 17, 2019, in front of a live audience at New York's 92nd Street Y. Wow, this is like a real 1970s talk show now. Um, first of all, I just want to say that this is a special treat for you because this is not only a cookbook, but this is literally a family affair. And this is a very rare thing to find this incredibly close, loving family building something together. And the only reason I'm here is because this is a family of writers and movie stars and Emmys and strong, courageous women, and they're so humble and selfless that they will not brag or talk about themselves, so they had to bring somebody else in, <laughs> and that's why I'm here. Um, uh, Mama Bear Corky, I'm starting with you. This is the matriarch of the family. This is where I don't know much about the grandmother, great-grandmother, but you are the cook, and you created amazing Thanksgivings and Hanukkahs, and you started this uh, incredible family of cooks and food connoisseurs. So tell us about your upbringing. Why did you become such a foodie? Well, my mother was a fabulous cook, and her and my grandmother also was a great cook. And I grew up just loving being in the kitchen, and uh, I found it a very satisfying place to be. And at a young age, I started um, making things in the kitchen. Some were total disasters, but some worked <laughs> out. And um, I just uh, continued to cook. And then when the kids were little, I sort of brought them into the kitchen often. Uh, and when I went back to work, uh, I often um, counted on them to start dinner for me. And, and uh, I think that my love of cooking sort of translated and became something that they loved to do also. Now, did, they learn, did you guys learn by watching mom or did you read cookbooks? How does that work? Um, Tracy. Yes, darling. <laughs> um, I, I mean, Julia Child was always like, Right. Front and center. That was your, you know, she just loved cooking from Julia Chubb. But I don't ever remember really reading a lot of cookbooks. You would get an idea about what you wanted to cook, and then she would sort of give us jobs. And that's how we learned, you know, you're going to be cutting the broccoli, and you're going to be slicing the potatoes, and, you know, we'd. we'd so work. you had a sweatshop going while yeah. you were <laughs> Whenever I could. Yeah. <laughs> and what about you guys? When you. You know, when you were cooking for mom and everything, did you guys add stuff? At a certain point when you love to cook, you put the recipes down and you start saying, I'm putting, you know, turmeric in it. I don't care. I'm doing this. I and mean, then... I remember when Corky was working at New York Magazine and she would often have a start dinner. And I remember then we'd sort of begin to get a little creative because she wasn't there. <laughs> oh, a lot of marshmallows. We did a little bit of our own thing. Yeah. Well, Lori, and you, she was happy with that. I'm sorry. So, no, go ahead. Uh, I, I screwed my first job as a moderator. I interrupted you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had to go. Um, no, I was just wondering, as to what you were saying, and uh, that with, with putting together the recipes and looking, not looking at the book, I always think like with Tracy, I, th I feel like, I, I swear to God, she could taste with her fingers. Like, when she's putting in ingredients, I say, how do you know what that does? How do you know that that's enough? And she's like, she's just 
can do it. And I, do you feel a, do you feel the same like just an affinity for what ingredients are and what they'll do and what they'll bring out and knowing what those relationships are with all those tastes? It's I mean, very interesting because I think when you grow up with somebody who cooks like Corky did, that it just becomes second nature to know, let me add a little of this and let me add a little of that. And she she created this thing that gourmet meals were every day for us. And I remember that when I was in high school, I would throw dinner parties where I would cook a gourmet meal and thought that was a normal thing. And I'd dress up in one of her gowns and serve chicken Kiev to my friends. No, that's not normal. That part of it's not normal. And I want to add to that that neither Dana and I were ever invited to those dinner parties. Oh. Oh. We would spy on her. And we would watch. And we'd oh, watch, and then she'd throw us away. But there is, uh, and I can here pretend I'm a Pollen sister and say that with your family, and, and Michael Pollan is your older brother, brother-in-law, who writes tr incredible books about food, um, that something happens in the kitchen when you cook and when you sit down and when you eat together. It, in, in my opinion, it's more than food. It's, you know, I always say to my kids, you know, we have family dinner, dinner every night so that you're not on drugs when you're older, you know? <laughs> so I think it's more than, it's more than the cooking, though. It is what brings people together, you know? And some people, maybe you're in your living room, you play Marjan, or I don't know, you all go out to a bar and do shots. But the Paul family is a family that so much goes on in the kitchen. And so I naturally want to ask, do you guys all cook together, and how the hell does that work out? Because I would not be speaking to my sisters if I cooked with them. We do cook together a lot, I mean, especially for holiday meals or even weekends if we're in Connecticut, and it works out really well. I think we all know our place where we're at, and um, it's just really fun and really, you know, we experiment and we create, and it's just a really fun time. As a spectator to that, mm -hmm. it's really great to be to spectator. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, like if you, Aren't you the tester? Poor I mean, Michael, it's a spectator. Connecticut, I'll be watching football. Uh-huh. And, and you smell this incredible smell coming from the kitchen. You go in, and it's just this beehive activity. Everybody's in there. They're all working, and you're, like, looking over their shoulders and dipping your fingers in and getting yelled at. Yeah. Well, what I was going to say is sometimes we'll, there's such a huge group of us, though, mm -hmm. that we'll make something like Lori and Dana make this amazing... Um, for Thanksgiving, these sweet potato pancakes, and it's so time-consuming. They start at like two or three days. <laughs> takes forever. Takes forever. There's like 23 people, so everyone sits down at the table, and they go, "Okay, everybody can have between one and a half and two." <laughs> so sometimes there's like a little stress with the amount of people and making sure there's enough food. But that, but. You know, if you follow these incredible people on Instagram, you know when they have a holiday and the cousins are there, it looks like a University of Syracuse reunion. I mean, there's so <laughs> many people. And I think that part of that is, is the kitchen and is the, it is the world that you created, Corky, because I think, you know, it does literally bring your whole family together. And food is a big thing in their family. And I have traveled with, with Mike and Tracy and... They talk about food <laughs> so much that, and George is a, is a bit of a foodie, and I know how to cook, so that's why he married me. It's not because I'm hot or anything. And, <laughs> you know, thank God I could whip up a bolognese. But we've been on vacation, and, you know, 
Mike and I are more the like, just order shit and we'll eat everything. <laughs> and Tracy and George will go through the menu and what, what should we have and what would be a good starter and how we would pair this with you. And I just, I can't wait, by the way, to go on a carnival cruise with you guys. I'm assuming you're the same way, right? It's, it's, it's an art. We yes. talk about food. We'll talk about a meal at lunch. We'll plan dinner. And we, if we go to a restaurant, we'll describe everything we ate the next day to each other. Oh, my other. God, you're the same way. We, yeah, yeah, we get yeah. this, like, yeah. visceral kind of pleasure just listening about what the other one has eaten. And a th our philosophy is you never meal, uh, miss a meal. <laughs> sure. You never miss a meal. No. Every right. meal coming to right. you. Yeah. Mostly plants. Yeah. Mostly plants. Mostly plants. <laughs> plants. Good yeah. segue, Mike. Bring it full circle. Get in there. Yeah. <laughs> And, and let's talk about um, being a flexitarian, because when I first heard it, when Tracy first talked about it, I thought, oh, it's because she works out. She's a flexitarian, but it's actually, <laughs> it's actually a way of eating. So explain flexitarian to us and why we should all be flexitarians and what our pronouns are. <laughs> I mean, a flexitarian is someone who primarily follows a vegetarian diet, but with the inclusion of some meat. And the reason we should all be flexitarians is because it's probably the healthiest way that we can all eat. I mean, research shows that being a flexitarian is you get the same health benefits as being a vegetarian. So reduced risk of chronic diseases. We all live longer. We weigh less. And then there's great environmental benefits as well. And Corky, you, you sort of lean towards the chicken stuff. That's really your favorite, right? Well, I'm a flexitarian. Oh, I know. I oh, I know. We're all, well, we're all from I the church of flexitarian. I was always a very, very big meat eater uh, when I was young. And then there was a point uh, where I realized I couldn't eat any um, red meat anymore. Uh, and then uh, I went a little uh, heavier on the chicken and the fish. And now I find uh, when I have a plant-based meal, it's often the one that I've loved the best. I have to, Mike, I have to ask you a question. Have you, has, have Tracy and your in-laws ever made anything that you didn't like and you were able to verbalize it <laughs> without getting into trouble? I don't think so. I, no? You love it all? Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm sure there's some... I, 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 there's things I don't, I don't like, but they... I mean, I'm not crazy about yams, but, but the yams that they do at Thanksgiving, like, knock me out. He's learned to like the things that he didn't like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is what he's trying to say. Or else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember, it's true, I used to hate, like, Cucumbers and, and, and beets, cauliflower, beets. I like a lot mostly, of mostly plants. <laughs> <laughs> I like the good, good chicken. That was it. Um, no, but it, it's it, like I said when this when this book, the first book came out, and then now this book, people ask me how, how do I describe it. I said, "This is what my life tastes like. Uh, this is what my life tastes like, and it uh, tastes fantastic." Yeah. And, and it's and it's just great. It's it's um, you know, when they do when, when they do the book, uh, I mean, I get to. Taste everything. Yeah. And, and, and then, and like, she'll do something and then she'll, we'll have it and it's fantastic. And then, and then she'll say, she wants to change something and we'll have it again a week later and it's fantastic again. <laughs> and it's, it's just the best deal in the world. Yeah. But, but is Mike the guinea pig? I mean, one of them. Well, yeah. All our, all of our, yeah, and kids. And our dad was. And kids. Yes. Well, the kids are probably more honest, right? 
Very honest. Oh, yeah. very honest. Yeah. 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 Too honest sometimes. Yeah, no, I agree. I, agree. And so um, I do want to ask, too, before, you know, we're going to get to questions in a little while, but um, I always like to know what people's favorite dish is because everybody has a favorite, and I always think that sometimes when you have a favorite dish, it kind of gives a hint into the personality of the person. Uh-oh. So, um, yeah. I just changed mine. <laughs> I know, I'm thinking, what oh, should my Now everybody's got a spicy dish, right? <laughs> no, but it's, I'm, I'm curious as to what, what your favorite, what, when I look at this book, you say, this, I'm the most proud, and I love this mm. dish. It's actually a really tough question. Well, I am the Barbara Walters. Well, especially now. <laughs> because, I mean, that's the book I'm cooking from right now. And before it came out on Tuesday, I had it in my computer in my Dropbox. And I, that's, I'd go and get my recipes. So it does change. Um, you know, week to week it changes a little bit. But I'd say... Um, Hmm. I feel like you're going to read into what I'm saying. I know. I'm an oak tree. <laughs> Corky, I, can I guess that yours is any kind of tandoori chicken or something with spice? Would that be appropriate? <laughs> I love guess. the tandoori chicken <laughs> recipe. There's a vegetable that I particularly love uh, that I actually made for the first time about two weeks ago. And uh, that's the asparagus uh, um, recipe one. that you um, bake with cheese and uh, nuts, and it is just to die from. It's and it's so in good. season, right? Yeah. It's in yeah. season right exactly. now. Perfect. It changes for me week to week. I'd say right now it's the orchiette, uh pasta with parsley, pesto, and shredded Brussels sprouts. I oh. love pasta. Oh, you're a complex person. I'm very complex. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. No, you're layered. <laughs> I think I would say the um, salmon farro bowl. Mm. What does that say about me? It says you're a little bit of everything. <laughs> and when we mix you all up, you're just a tasty delight. <laughs> salmon and farro from different parts of the world. So. Oh, see? Like, world traveler. World traveler. Also, bowls are kind of a hip thing right now. Yeah. Like putting it all in one flexitarian situation. Yeah, you need a flexitarian bowl. Yeah. Flexible. <laughs> and Mike? Oh, I, I, I think um, I, I like the... Uh, Cheeseburger? Uh, I, 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 like, I like the uh, uh, um, uh, ch chicken piccata. Picata? Picata. Picata. Chicken yeah. piccata. I, can't, I don't know what anything's called. It's just oh, called, with the broccoli rice. Called, give me some here. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and I like it. I like the, 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 the tomato soup with the... With the chickpea croutons. With the chickpea croutons. croutons, yeah. Yeah. Good. Well, you like some. I, like, I like it all. <laughs> you, so... I just want to say one thing. The yeah, obsession... Yes. Tracy's obsession... I can only speak for Tracy firsthand. Tracy's obsession with food extends to the fact that we can't go to a restaurant. I can't... I, I'm conditioned now. It's a Pavlovian. The food comes, I wait until the pictures are taken. <laughs> And I mean, we go to restaurants a lot. We go to, <laughs> you know, a lot, and, and, and we get pictures from like uh, uh, the pizzeria down on Ninety uh, <laughs> Eighth, and, and 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 just like I mean, there's a picture of the pizza somewhere in the files. Yeah. Um, so, so when we when we've traveled together, I usually put the photo books together, and when Tracy sends me all her pictures, it's like Mike on a camel. Pasta, a salad, <laughs> squid, a huge lobster, you know, 
George and his golf clubs. Like anywhere we are, <laughs> there's a few pictures of us, but they are the most gorgeous pictures of gorgeous food. Gorgeous pictures of food. Yeah. But that's your, that's your sweet spot. Thanks. So one of the things I want to say, because I have a lot of friends that don't cook, and they get very overwhelmed by cookbooks. And I've actually tried some of your recipes. And I, even though they sound incredibly um, confusing, like the, like the thing I made the other day, which is the shrimp and the, and the noodles and the kale, and it was really, really easy. Um, and so what would you say to people that say, oh my God, this is such a gorgeous book and I believe in the philosophy, but I'm terrified by recipes or I'm terrified to start anything. What, what, what would you say to those friends well, of mine I, that are in the audience right now? I think yes, I, Nancy Jarecki, I am talking directly to you. <laughs> recipes in this book are just laid out in such a way, it's really so easy to follow them. And I think we try to think ahead of what problems people might have. So everything is really laid out for you. So uh, if you, um, almost any of them are relatively short and uh, um, you can do them, a lot of them in 35 minutes or more. But I think the amazing thing is how well they're laid out for um, cooks, whether they're beginners or advanced cooks. Yes. You actually number the steps. <laughs> I mean, yes. we make it so clear. Yes, yes you do. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah. And also, all four of us edit every single recipe. So if it's if someone else has done a recipe, say like Lori's done a recipe, and I'm looking at it, something that you know, I'll, like I'll go through the whole thing and say, wait, this wasn't quite clear to me, and then Dana will do it, and then and then vice versa. So I think the fact that there's so many eyes on it makes them sort of foolproof. The thing I've heard you guys talk about is, is um, like if there's cheese, it can be replaced with, with vegan cheese or... or yeah, there's a lot of ways to modify. If there's nuts, you can do with a different grain or whatever. Right. You can. Yeah, we have um, uh, tables that if you are um, gluten-free or dairy-free or vegan or vegetarian, there's ways to modify the recipes. And going back to what you asked about how people start off, I would also say just pick out a couple recipes. Do them, you know, get familiar with them, get comfortable. You can have a couple of favorites and make them every week if you mm -hmm. want. And then from there, push your skills a little bit. Mm -hmm. That's great advice. Um, so I'm going to ask you the most superficial question. <laughs> And I don't care because I know some people are thinking about it and I'm just going to say it. And in this, you know, feminist world, it's probably not right. But you guys cook and eat. Food is your life. How are you all so thin? Really? How is that possible? I, I, my husband says to me all the time, Tracy eats like a linebacker. And her all the time. <laughs> You know, how, why, what is it? You know what the and answer is? And Allie, why aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> the answer is mostly plants. When you eat more vegetables, you eat less of the high-calorie foods. And people who eat more plants have a lower BMI. They lose weight. So that's the answer. And you fill up, right? Vegetables. Oh, yes. 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 They're very filling. I'm not, I'm not the only person that's ever asked you that, right? No. No, we get that. I mean, we also, you know, we're lucky. We, exercise we, have, we have good genes. Yeah, well, for metabolism. Yeah. Working is unbelievable. Yeah. Um, so, Mike, do you have, do, do you want to jump in before I get very technical about stuff? Uh, well, I just wanted to, like, the thing that, thing that I was always curious about, and I still am, 
because I, 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 I love you guys all, and I know you all so well. But how, how do you not drive each other nuts working together? Like, if I had to work <laughs> with, with my three sisters and my brother on anything, I'd, 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 I'd get the cyanide out. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I can't believe they all speak to each and, other. Yeah, it's great. And you guys, you guys do the same. You, you work so hard on it, and you, and you I mean, they work so hard on, on this book that, that it was just, it blows me away, and I'm so happy to see people reacting to it, and... and, and and they just deserve the attention, and it's, it's really terrific. Oh, oh, yeah. But that hadn't been said, I still don't know how I haven't killed each other. <laughs> you know what, we'll definitely get into little disagreements, but I think because we're siblings and a mother, we get over it like that. Like, we yeah. just forget. So, and we we're all on the same page. Too. We have very short memories <laughs> at this so point. By the next day, so we're we like, wait, I think I was what? <laughs> but I don't quite remember and you said, why. You, said you, you kind of stay in your lanes. You guys Absolutely. know what you're good at, what you're not good yes. at. And yeah. we all know that mom's in charge no matter what. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, I have a question. Would you guys ever consider creating um, culinary utensils or things that go along with your cookbooks, because I read, particularly with some recipes, and in the foreword of the book, they say, these are your tools. These are the things that you need for a kitchen. And sometimes I read that and I think, but what kind of ladle or what kind of, would you ever sort of go into no. the culinary um, merchandise world? Yeah, yeah I think we would we, love to, yeah. yeah. There are a lot of things that haven't been well, invented yet that we would like to see invent. Does anybody know Jeff Bezos? <laughs> <laughs> because I would like that to happen, actually. I would, um, you know, again, I, I can't say enough how, you know, it's more than a cookbook. It's a, it's a family. It's a way of life. And I just want more and more and more. I want a quirky apron. I want <laughs> all of it. Um, and I do want to tell the, our whole audience that they are going to be um, doing a book signing, and these books are going to be for sale after I'll talk, um, which is very exciting. And you can ask them all kinds of incredibly personal questions, and I'll, <laughs> I'll answer them. Um, and I think we have questions. Do we not? I saw a wave before. Are our questions ready? They will in be in a moment. moment. All right. In the meantime, I, I was um, Mike and I were going to sing Puppy Love, but go ahead. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> When you asked the question about should everyone be a flexitarian, there's just one thing that I kind of wanted to elaborate on, is that both Dana and Lori are vegetarians, and Corky and I, her mom and I, are um, flexitarians. So it's not necessarily that we think that everybody should be eating meat, but that eating mostly plants or all plants is kind of the healthiest way to be. But it's just not doable for a lot of people. It doesn't feel right, it doesn't feel right, it maybe feels right some of the time, one day a week, two days a week. So it's really about being flexible in your whole idea about the way you eat. And I mean, it's not, it's just the idea that it has to be all or nothing. I always think if it's all or nothing, you're gonna try to do all and you're gonna end up doing nothing. And so this is sort of the way to, to give yourself a break and just do it in the way that it works for you. Because in a, in a flexitarian diet, you can also have fish and chicken. Can you have red right. meat? In yeah, absolutely. Oh, yes. What Tracy does with, with, with our dinners is she'll do it like a side. It's like, it's like the, the main thing is the, is the, the, the grain and the, the vegetable. But then there's like a side of uh, salmon or a little piece of chicken. And it's just like for me, because I like a little protein, uh, it, it, it's, it's a great, it's like, I'm, I'm mostly eating the vegetables and really loving them, but, but there's, 
There's a bit of protein on the side. Right, it's and really it's changing the ratio on your plate, where I think for so many of us, years ago, you know, meat was in the center mm -hmm. with vegetables on the side, and now it's, you know, plants in the center and meat as a flavoring, or like Mike said, just on the side. And I think that our whole culture is changing the way we Absolutely. look at portions and how, I mean, even my husband, who's Fred Flintstone, he'll, you know, <laughs> he sees livestock and he literally chases it. <laughs> We're trying to like, like 72 ounces per person, George, is too much steak. <laughs> so, I mean, I also think that in the culture, we're all trying to do that. Um, I just read this one question, which is a great question. What is the most difficult ingredient you guys have worked with? Ooh, that's a good question. I know what you're thinking. What were you thinking of? Which one? The, the frica. Oh, oh yes, yes. You know, we really love <laughs> ancient grains and whole grains, and, and we love incorporating them. And new one, you know, quinoa came in, and everybody was using it. Then farro came in, and we're like, let's experiment with new grains. So I was like, I'm going to do frica. And I cooked frica. Frica? <laughs> frica. Frica. Yes, F-R-E-E-K-A-H. And it smelled like... <laughs> Gasoline? <laughs> oh. Maybe some of you have had it and it's been delicious, but that one didn't work for me. <laughs> and did you all smell it? <laughs> no, no, we didn't no. get to I, try it. I was home alone. <laughs> and what's, I mean, that sounds disgusting, and I'm no longer subscribing to the Frica Chronicle, but. <laughs> I'm going to stop the Frica. Yeah. You're talk, what's it called? Frica. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah, don't Frica. No, no, no I'm no, passing Frica. Frica. But what about. Um, there are some ingredients that are hard to work with, like that aren't, like with your hand, like things that fall or, or don't stick or don't stay together. Or, you know, a lot of people crust chicken with stuff that I was talking to you the other day about. Like, I can't get a good crust on a chicken. I mean, there are some of those kind of difficult right. recipes too. Can't think of any. Oh, oh. Well, like that. Okay. Like, so I guess I'm a failure. <laughs> with chicken, if you want a great crust, the uh, secret to it is um, not disturb it. If you're um, uh, frying it in some oil, just leave it for 10 minutes or 15 minutes and don't try to turn it over. And then you will get an amazing crust on your chicken. Thank you for answering a question that has been bothering me for a long time. Um, Okay, this is a natural uh, follow question. Biggest disasters. Don't say we haven't had any disasters. <laughs> yes, well, Lori and I were making um, a dish uh, that we worked over for many hours. And uh, when we finished, we realized, we were thinking of putting it in the book, but when we finished, we realized it wasn't a great dish. So after all those hours... We had well, why wasn't it great? You it burn was, it? It was a dish that we had eaten in Jamaica so many years before. It's stuffed oh, chayote my. or chocho with ground beef and breadcrumbs. And What's I, chocho? I don't know what that is. Chayote? Chayote? It's like a squash. Yes, squash. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I had like jotted down notes in Jamaica because I thought it was so delicious, like when I was 15. And so we were recreating it. Yes. And we were at my apartment and I, I had to leave the apartment. <laughs> Really? Oh, but I remember you also gave me a sample. Yes, from Mitchell, I just, sorry. my husband, to try sorry, because I don't eat meat. And he took a few bites, and he's like, 
<laughs> so that like was you wanted total, to be. He's like, I yeah. don't think so. <laughs> so are you I, off Chocho's now forever? No, out. Yeah, no. Chocho's. Chocho's out now. I Alex. had a, I had a early you had a on. I had a terrible fail. I was making this vegetable soup. Okay, tell that story. And you tell it. And I had spent all day. I just thought I'm going to make the stock from scratch, and I put all of these vegetables in, and I'd been cooking it all day, all day, all day. And I was like, okay, I think it's good. I tasted it. It was perfect. I went over to the sink. I put the, um, mm-hmm. I put the bowl in the sink, and then I went, and I get, the, um, I get the vegetables. I have the colander, and I start pouring the vegetables into the colander, into the other sink, and Michael walks in and goes, don't you want to save that liquid? I bet that would make an amazing soup. <laughs> As the entire, all I had was soggy 12-hour vegetables. I had thrown out the entire pot of soup. That's what you had for dinner. Soggy potatoes and soggy carrots. And he enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah I loved it. Yeah. Back, to, back to your roots, right, Mike? You're going to love this. <laughs> so speaking of vegetables, um, there's lots of children in this family. Children don't particularly like vegetables. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you get them to eat their vegetables? I think if you make them delicious enough, they'll eat them. Um, I think we're cooking with vegetables so much differently than we were a long time ago. I mean, now we're you know roasting and sautéing. Well, it sounds like what Tracy just vegetables. made is what we used to be given yes. when we were little. <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean, I remember... Quirky making Brussels sprouts and boiling them. And yes, I just remember the smell in the kitchen was awful. But now we know, right? We all yeah. roast them. And roast them and they're delicious. Yeah. Oh, they were boiled before? Well, you, yeah. uh, you know, yeah, they, put them yeah. in boiled boiling Brussels water. It was a like very <laughs> English way of cooking everything yeah. was to put it in water. All the vegetables went in But also boiling. they weren't seasoned. I remember as a kid, there was yeah. no seasoning not ever. No, yes. not with vegetables. And do your, all your kids, I know your kids do. Do your kids, everybody eat vegetables? I think they they, an easy way to get them to start eating is if you add them to pasta, because kids love pasta, and they'll, at the beginning, just push away the greens, and then they'll, by mistake, get a bite, and go, that's not so bad. Right. See, my kids wouldn't let food touch, so I, I oh. couldn't ever... Oh, that's hard. I just gave them some wars and called it a day. <laughs> um, this, this, goes, this is a question that goes to my idea that you should do, you know, pollen pans. Mm. Pollen pans. Um, what is the best pan to cook vegetables in? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to phrase it and say, um, you are in college, you have a hot plate. What is the one pan mm. that you can have? I would say cast iron, probably. Yeah, because you can put that in the oven, too, if you have an oven. Cast iron? Yeah. Yes, I, think I would it agree with cast that. It parts a lot of flavor yes. in whatever you're making. So you can fry, you can broil, you can bake. Everything. Yeah, everything. So that's all you need. Would you guys say anything yeah. else? Yeah. I would say so, yeah. Cast iron? I think the other yes. thing you need, I mean, you can't do it with a hot pot, but is a rim baking sheet. Yeah. Because that's, you just roast all your vegetables on that. And your food and your vegetables. Everything. All yeah, everything. One, yeah, you can do everything. How do you not overcook vegetables, by the way? How do you what? Not overcook them. I mean, them. you have to watch your time. <laughs> <laughs> what do you, I don't understand. What do you, <laughs> you can't don't be watching TV. You can't be watching SVU. When what? You, How do I binge walk and... Um, don't burn them. Don't, don't overboil them. them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but 
But in your books, you do, you are very clear about, um, and in fact, we did GMA together, and uh, somebody, a, a lot of people came up to me and they said, you asked Tracy, you're on, on medium heat. And people like us forget that those are very specific um, information that we need, otherwise everything would be on high yeah. in yes. my house. Right. Um, but you are very specific about yeah. that. Um, and somebody was asking, how do you not overcook vegetables? Um, oh, here's a good one. This, now we're getting into like the 70s game show. What spice could you not live without? Go. <laughs> oh, I like this. Pepper. Pepper. Yeah. Over salt? I'd say pepper. Well, you know, I wasn't thinking that of a spice because salt you just need. Okay. It's, it's a given. Okay. So I'd say the basics. Is salt a spice? It is, right? I don't know. I don't see those. No? Yes? Mineral. It's a mineral. What mineral can you not live without? Salt. Okay, so pepper. Corky. Oh, one that I've sort of discovered, um, I guess a lot of in this year is smoked paprika. I just love the depth that it gives to dishes. Smoked paprika? What's the difference between regular paprika? Right. Usually the other is called sweet. Sweet. Um, but this is smoked, and it gives a depth to dishes uh, that I, I love. And uh, it, it's a little spicy, so you have to be a little careful with the amount that you use. But it really perks up a lot of dishes uh, when you put a bit in it, in it. So I would say first pepper, because I use pepper on everything. Um, I love cumin a lot, and I've been using that a lot okay. recently. Yeah. So I guess this is just dry spices, right? Um, you crazy. I would go with fresh. <laughs> I'd go with a fresh herbs. You could go with. I'm gonna let's open it up for <laughs> fresh herbs too. Yeah. God damn it! I'm gonna yeah. say basil. Basil. Say it. Basil. Fresh basil. Fresh basil. <laughs> okay. Mike, you want to play? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I, I would say basil. It took forever. No. <laughs> and I, I'm Canadian. So I say produce. You get produce. Get basil at the produce store. Um, uh, I think I like, I'm, I like pepper. And it, in fact, it was really yeah, hard thing for me to learn. Because I'm, I'm, I'm from like Irish folks. Who just, it's, that's exotic spice. I mean, my mom could open any kind of can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> and, and, uh, and, and, and we'd get, you know, fancy. We'd have that, that real kind of cranberry sauce that slides out of the can. Yeah. Really great. But, but I would put pepper on anything, just automatic, just default. It would come and I'd put pepper on it. Yeah. So then I married uh, a cook and, and, and I learned very quickly, you don't do that. Right. You put the food down and you don't put pepper on it until you taste it and you, you enjoy it the way it meant, it's meant to be. Well, what was a typical meal that you would eat before you met Tracy? Oh, as a bachelor? Yeah. <laughs> uh, just anything, a uh, boiling bag stuff. Yeah. Because I, I had the hot plate. I you ate the, canned chicken, which I'd never even yeah, I seen before. I, oh. I ate plain wrap anything. I didn't know that was a thing. In the 80s, they had this big plain wrap thing where it would be just like chips, tuna. <laughs> and it, that's all it was saying, it was tuna. And, and, I, was, and it was cheap. And I, I, I could be rat for all I knew. Uh, but I just, I just ate anything quick and fast, hot pockets. Yeah, hot pockets. Um, and, and, and when I was a kid, I grew up, I grew up with like Chef Boyardee and... Dinty Moore and, and um, all the canned goods. Bird's eye. Yeah. Giant. Um, when I had vegetables, and 
And so it's different. So, so yeah, I, I come into this life and, and like I said, this is what my life is like. It's, yeah. it's amazing. I, I have cardamom and <laughs> turmeric and amazing stuff. Smoked, yeah. Smoked. So do you guys ever have a moment where you just go, screw it, I'm, I'm having a Rice Krispie treat or I'm in a menopause meltdown, I'm going to have a ho-ho. Does that ever happen? <laughs> Um, for me, not a Rice Krispie treat, probably Cracker Jacks. Cracker um, Jacks? brings so me I way like, back. I like Cracker yeah. Jacks. Yes, it reminds yeah. me of being young, and I love Cracker Jacks. <laughs> but do you believe <laughs> in the philosophy that every once in a while, like... Oh, yes. Yes, sure. absolutely. Like, yeah. Absolutely. You know, when we were growing up, Corky was not the mom who said you can eat, you know, two cookies or you can't have Hostess or whatever. We had everything in our house, and she didn't put any rules around it, and I think... We're lucky in that it resulted in us really liking the good food more. So we will eat it, but it's not, it's not forbidden. Which was right. so smart, Corky, because I, my kids, whenever we had a kid over that wasn't allowed sugar in their house, you would find them in the pantry choking oh. on marshmallows. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, the, you know, my, my girls would come in and they'd be like, um, no, she's just scooping out the sugar. <laughs> so... You know, yeah. everything in moderation, hashtag mostly plants, hashtag, <laughs> you know, every once in a while you have a hormonal imbalance and you need chocolate chip pancakes. So, and, and before we end, because I know people want to buy books and, and get them signed, um, tell me about how your son, your brother, your brother-in-law, Michael, sort of coined mostly plants. Because it sort of comes from, it has a story behind it. How he coined his... his well, he kind of named the book, right? Yes, he did. Yes, yeah. totally. Yeah. Well, he was always, uh, even from a very young age, loved gardening, always um, planting um, vegetables and stuff like that. So it always meant uh, a lot to him. And uh, he was a big vegetable eater. And I think that um, as he grew up, he just could see the importance of eating vegetables over, uh, you know, just concentration on meats and stuff like that. And it's sort of his haiku <laughs> that he had come up with, which I, I think so many people now really pay attention to. And in terms of the book, we had the idea for the book. We knew we wanted it to be flexitarian. Right. And so we were, so we were, we would actually Google what's another way to say mostly plants. <laughs> oh yeah, Michael primarily produce. We just had, we were, we, we right. couldn't come up with anything. So we called him up and we said we're just trying to figure out what to call this book because we know exactly what it is and we know exactly what what we want to say. So it's it's kind of like a mostly plant type of thing, and we're just trying to find another way to say it. And he was like. How about mostly plants? <laughs> we're like, like, yeah, okay. <laughs> it says it all. It works. It really exactly. says it so all. He thought, of, he thought of the idea. No, I love it. I love the title. Yeah. It, it hashtags very easily. <laughs> yeah. Um, thank you all for being here. Thank you for being such an amazing family, a family that we can look up to. And mostly plants. Thanks for listening. 92i Talks is supported by a generous endowment established by Daphne Reconati Kaplan and Thomas S. Kaplan. You can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and find more great conversations at 92iondemand.org.